should be on. Hi guys, hope you're okay and doing alright. And obviously those listening to the podcast, obviously you can't see us being silly. <laughs> and Kate Moon, she's hungry already. <laughs> Pre-training. I know. So welcome to those who are new to the NK project and welcome back to those who've done it before. So we've got a few uh, people have come back to us as well. Um, I think this was the most popular one we ever ran, wasn't it, pretty much last year during the COVID and everything? Oh, definitely, yeah. Ooh. Definitely was. Um, it's much so I think it's the ideal time, isn't it, for a lot of people, really. I know there's no ideal time, but no. I think this one just... I think it's yeah, so challenging. I think it's just really challenging yeah. this time of year. And I think if you could do it this time of year, you could do it all year round. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, obviously, we did the seven day power up the zombie survival special. So if you can survive and thrive in a zombie apocalypse, you can do it <laughs> anywhere. And that's the Sorry. idea behind it. You know, that's pretty much what we're doing. I mean, I've even, as Kate knows, I was in a very creative, productive mood yesterday. I've already started planning out the next seven day power up for January, and then roughly mapping out the next NK project, which will start end of Jan. Hello. I felt proper like yeah. It's oh, wow. I tell you now, Kate. Give you a list of what I, I know. Well. I don't normally do that, but since getting, I mean, this is why it's one of my goals is to like do something fun every day and Joe, which is quite childlike. So I started playing on my old school Game Boy uh, on the weekends, and Steph said I'm just in such a better mood. But I'm not on my phone. That's why I'm off the phone. Mm. So I think it just allows my creativity to come back a little bit because I'm normally a very creative person. I like doing creative writing which is why i come up with these weird ideas and these themes <laughs> um for our uh you know like say the slate challenge of our, we've had things like the like say the baywatch theme for the summer uh six yeah. uh, six week nk project as well so i'm always trying to think it just makes it more fun i, I enjoy doing yes. it more than uh, yeah. that you guys do so what we're getting covered today with you guys is goal setting which is a big one i think if you get this right at the start or you know as best you can you'll do well uh, during the six weeks and beyond. Um, also, we're going to cover about your habits and why repetition is important, because this is one area I think people think it's got to be exciting and a bit out there. It's like, no, it's not. that is not meant to be the exciting bit. That is the bit that you've got to repeat. And, you know, like when you brush your teeth, when you go to work, you have to do it. So that's yeah. what the non-negotiables are for, what the habits are for. That should not be the excitement in your life. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, no, yeah. You've got to sort of start with the basics, yeah. is what that is. So I mean, they're your basics, they're the things you can achieve and the things you know you're going to tick off every day without fail. Yeah. Um, and they will lead into your weekly goals and then into your six week goal. So, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, they can be silly, I guess. They can be well, exciting. If you can make them exciting, then brilliant. Yeah, it's more, um, but, I think what it is, people mistaken habits have to be exciting and it's like no the things that should excite you is your next training session so i'm looking forward to go training with kate because we enjoy it um yeah. so if you find for example you're getting into your training over these next six weeks and you found there is certain things you don't enjoy like and it's not necessary so you've been going to fitness class and you're like you know what this isn't for me why would you keep doing it yeah you should look forward to going but habits yeah. and like things that you just have to do every day, that should just be part of your life. So it shouldn't even be seen as boring, just seen as part of what you do. Mm. Uh, you know, like say, like say you set a protein goal. It's not exciting to set a protein goal, but it's just it's something you got to bloody do if you're active. I guess you could call them essentials, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. Then that's why the non was like, sorry, Kate. Basic essentials. Yeah. Yeah. 
life support. <laughs> but to be fair, like we said, we've run, um, like I say, group online coaching quite a few times now. And we've done this with our own clients. And they've gone through shit, say, from now until last year in COVID. But because of just having those set things to achieve every day and weekly goals, a lot of yeah. them we stuck with us have actually done really well. Like, no one's really relapsed. Um, no. And for Marnie, the only ones who have, as far as I know, when I've spoken to them, it's just because uh, they've even not carried on any training. Uh, they just thought, you know, just stuff it. I don't, I don't want to do anything during And that's okay, you know, during the lockdown. And even if they do. Even if they did, they basically either rejigged their goals to make it work for them, mm. or they started the whole kind of challenge. Again. Yeah, we had someone do that. The last one, didn't we? Because uh, of their yeah. work being so manic, they said, "I'm just going to start from square one and catch up, and then carry on yeah. onwards." So I was like, "Yeah, that's absolutely fine. I like that." And yeah, that's spot on. I think with the with the daily non-negotiables as well, there's always I think there's something satisfying about ticking something off. Yeah, that's more what it's about. Yeah, and I think you know straight away that you can tick those three those three things no matter what. Yeah. So even if everything else goes tits up or, you know, life's conspiring against you, then you should hopefully still be able to tick off those three. Yeah, absolutely. What we're going to do is work a bit backwards. So what we're going to do is ask, so we're going to give examples of what we, me and Kate may work on. Kate's still thinking about hers, but it might help prompt her during this because mm. we're joining yeah. in quite a bit on this. So... Um, I did this myself, so I was like, right, what's my main goal overall? For me, I want to be able to be able to lift heavy for pretty much the rest of my life, be able to lift weights for the rest of my life, be able to carry my kit boxing as old as I can. Um, I want to be able to help my mindset a bit more by because I'm a very anxious person, so being on my phone a lot when I'm not working like late at night, you know, just scrolling and uh, not working. So, because I'm pretty good, it sounds bad, but I don't message people back after a certain time for work. Um, but yeah, very rude. <laughs> oh, Kate's messing me again. <laughs> oh, speaker, she just reminded me. I've got to adjust that guidebook. I have done it, but I've got to re-download it and resend it out uh, for day two of the gym. But it is in the group in the combo. If you notice, guys, uh, I think Steph pointed it out. So I've uh, just popped the link into there for the moment. So I need to make sure I do that later. So bear in mind those goals. That's what long term I want to work on. Uh, is to be able to keep it going what I'm doing but also I like to be challenged with the weight training so for example one of my goals because I actually hate squats it's not my favourite exercise I've decided to make that the most challenging thing <laughs> on purpose just from a mindset point of view so I want to be able to do 10 reps of my body weight and squats which is 55k unless I get uh, heavier over the time <laughs> I'll have to increase it um, so I'm checking my average weight at the moment so, I can do 10 reps of your body weight. I know you can do my body weight, Kate. We know that. You're going to do your body That's weight. I said, your body weight. <laughs> no, you can do your <laughs> body weight. Then my next goal will be to squat Kate 10 times. <laughs> um, yeah. But also, we're, me and Kate, we switched from a bit of strength training at the moment to more hypertrophy. I'm, I, I personally prefer strength training. So to put a bit of strength work into the hypertrophy, like those sort of goals psychologically, keeps me on working on hypertrophy. Because I do need to pack a bit more muscle on just so I don't get injured from doing martial arts, my job, as Kate knows, I'm very injury prone, tear the calf muscle, dislocate her kneecap, <laughs> pull my back, <laughs> and Kate's Good and Kate, Kate's, well. Kate's nearly a year older than my mum, and you know, and she has nothing, she's fine, <laughs> that dropped that it's one in I there, try and beat crap out of people every once a week, that's true, or they beat the crap out of me, <laughs> so working backwards there, what I did there, I've got my main goals, now I've got my my short-term goals, which is to, to squat, say, 10 reps of my body weight. 
Um, my other goal to help my mental health is to have not be on my phone after 8pm at night. So that can go down as a non-negotiable now. So you can see I'm working backwards. So I've got my weekly goals, which obviously I need to achieve my squat goal. I've got to make sure I'm weight training three times a week with you, Kate, for example. Uh, recording down my progress is the other thing I've got to make sure I'm doing. So my weekly goal would be to train at least three times a week doing weight training, preferably squatting twice, which we both do at the, anyway at the moment. So that's like a non-negotiable non -negotiable for a week goal, should we say. Um, to help with that, obviously, I've got to make sure I sleep well. So my evening routine, again, I tend to read before I go to bed and I go to bed a set time as well because if I don't sleep well, I can't perform well when I train. So there's another non-negotiable to go to bed at maybe set times, especially in the week. Uh, I get so much sleep and probably read before I go to bed. I've got the no phone, like no social media after 8pm. Uh, and then the other goal, obviously, along with doing strength training, I've got to make sure I'm hitting my protein goal. So because I'm switching a bit more, not plant-based, but I'm trying to uh, eat more plant protein as well as having meat protein, just from an ethical point of view and environmental. And it mix up where I get my protein sources from. I've got to make sure I'm hitting my protein target as well. Like a minimum, I have a minimum goal and I have a maximum goal. So I have a bit of leeway because you're never going to get bang on. So just like yeah. a ratio. So that's how I kind of worked mine out. So started with what I mainly want to achieve, worked out my six-week goal, worked out my weekly goals and like, right, what have I got to do every day to contribute to that goal? Yeah, it's it's essentially breaking it down, isn't it? Your yeah. six-week goal is, is whatever it is and then it's what do you, yeah, what do you need to do yeah. each day, each week to achieve that? And the main thing is you've got to make sure it's going to be actually achievable. So I would not have said to do 10 reps of 55 kilograms if I couldn't at least do so many already. So I can do six reps. No. I know that. But I think people will find that in the process of breaking it down, like we're saying, yeah. you're, you should realise at that point yeah. whether it's something that's achievable. And like you just said there, actually, you um, no, your starting point as well. Yeah. If you yeah, don't exactly, know your start yeah. point, then you, you don't know to achieve. So I know my start point is I can squat 55k, just not for 10 reps at the moment. Yeah. So I know I'm only four off. But it's a lot of weight compared to my body weight. So, you know, I, I know yeah. that's achievable if I keep doing what I'm doing. Um, yeah. So, so that's a good example, isn't it, of, of, of doing something that's achievable. So if you've never done a squat in your life or any weighted squat, you wouldn't straight away. No, you're not going to do your body weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Well, you will do eventually. Eventually, but not in the next six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you want to, Kate, do you want to give an example of how we would do a fat loss one? A fat loss one. Mm, so say where yeah. would you, how would you do that working backwards? So starting with what um, your main goal is and then okay. working down well, to your non-legs. Yeah, so I think first of all, your if your six-week um, goal is to lose fat, then once again, you're going to have to pick something. You're going to have to decide what's realistic. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, dropping several stone in six weeks is not going to be realistic or... Um, even dropping a, dr a dress size is probably not going to be realistic in six weeks. Do you reckon? No, it probably wouldn't be, would it? It's just because um, alive, you can't predict if you're going to do that. It can be done, yeah. but you can't predict it will definitely you happen because of life. That's right. So you could just have a goal, which would be to lose fat over the six weeks, um, in which case you would need to calculate your calories, which you can do on the calorie calculator in your pack. And then once you've got your calories, obviously, then you can work those into your daily and weekly goals. So you can set your weekly goal as being your weekly calorie target. Um, 
and then you can work your way up to there. Going back then to your daily non-negotiables once again. I mean, it depends how you set your calorie goal, I guess, because um, I would set it for a week personally. More flexibility. Um, yeah, because you've got more flexibility. Some people I know find it a lot easier to stick to a certain calorie amount mm. each day, in which case, obviously, that's going to be one of your um, daily non-negotiables. Um, and then obviously within that, you're going to have activity. So you'll probably have um, a step goal to aim for um, to help you with that, keeping that all important calorie deficit. So in which case you probably have a daily step goal that you're going to want to achieve to reach that. Um, protein again, protein is good for fat loss. So you'd probably have a protein goal in there to stick to. Protein satiating, so that's going to help with your fat loss. It's also going to help with retaining your muscle so that when you lose fat, you lose fat and not muscle. So your protein is going to be a daily one, unlike calories, which you can work out over the week. You can't do that with protein. That has to be a daily one. So once again, that would go in your daily with your calories, your protein. Um, yeah, calories, protein, and what was the other one I just said? Uh, you said daily steps as well. It's like an activity. Yeah. yeah. So they, so that, for example, would work you back to those being your daily non-negotiables. Yeah. It hasn't got to be them though, guys. But I think no, the main no, one with fat loss, you're going to have to look at calories. Or if you're not calorie tracking, at least doing like a meal plan for yourself for the week. So sort of roughly yeah. round out your meals. And if you look at recipes like BBC Good Food, um, if you look at, there's a chap called Nell Kirkland who's got a site called The Good Bite. You can find him through Instagram. It's probably easier because you can go to the link into his bio and he macros actually them out. So you can actually roughly gauge your calories without even yeah. actually tracking. But I'd say if you've never ever tracked in your life and you're after fat loss, I would say for at least two weeks, just track normal what you eat yeah, now yeah. to see where things are fucking up. If you say you are gaining weight every week or yeah. um, it's a case of you just stuck. And a lot of times it's going to be weekends. And that's why Kate mm. said about doing a weekly total because it gives you more flexibility. So, for example, if you're going out, say, Friday and Saturday, which is more common than Sunday, isn't it, these days? I mean, I think people don't have issues on a Sunday anymore. I think it's Friday, Saturday, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. It's only think, yeah. fuck it on a Sunday and then go mad just because that mentality True. of going mad yeah. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And this is but where... With the weekly, mm. yeah, with the weekly, you, you could effectively lock off 100, 200 calories a day throughout yeah. the week. And you've got and more for the weekend. weekend. Yeah, you yeah, can. Depending on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I think meal planning is a good one. So if you've got fat loss as a goal, meal planning. Yeah, we can meal plan goal. Daily or weekly ones would be quite a good one. Or um, meal prepping. Yeah. Prepping ahead might be another good one for that. You might have a goal around snacking. So snacking is your issue, um, which stops you from staying in your calorie deficit. Then you might incorporate that into one of your daily or weekly yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But where you're not doing yeah. it, cutting it down or however that works. I mean, the main thing, like Kate said there, it's, it's so dependable on the person. So that's why there's loads of different ways of doing it. So it's finding the one that fits you. So it might take you six weeks to find that, which is fine, because then you carry on that afterwards if that worked. Mm. So personally, most people do work better with a weekly calorie goal because we're Westerners and we love the flexibility of being able to eat more on the weekends, if I'm dead honest. And that's what I've yeah. done with fat loss, Kate has before. So we've done where... Say my maintenance was 2100 in the past. It's changed a little bit now over time. But say that's it's just an easy example. And like Kate said, I would take off about one to 200 calories less than I would for based off my deficit. So say I was working at 1900 calories for fat loss, say on average per day, times that by seven. But in the week, instead of doing 1900, I do about 16, 1700. 
say Monday to Friday or even Monday to Thursday. So I have, a, you know, an, a kind of like medium free days to give me yeah. that flexibility. And the main thing I've noticed when I have to, when I have had to drop my calories recently in the past, just because of injury. So I couldn't, I wasn't moving. So I needed to drop down. So I didn't gain weight while, uh, while being injured is I found definitely the snacking, like you said, that had to drop off big time. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's where a lot of people tend to end up having extra calories, every lick of something like a, you know, a spread that you use. It could be, um, you, you just having like, say going to the cupboard and reach for a few biscuits for a cup of tea in the afternoon. And you're not really um, yeah. aware if you're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And like Kate always says, normally in the past is track in real time when you're doing shit like that. So you have to track it in. If you yeah. can't be asked to track it in, don't bother, basically. Um, but it might help I think, with not going mad with it. Yeah, I think people would be surprised. So if you haven't tracked before, like Nat was saying, it's a good thing to do, even for a week or two yeah, weeks. just a one-off. You will then, yeah, you'll then kind of find out, yeah, where things are going, potentially going a bit wrong. Yeah, looking um, at your habits as well. So, yeah, it may be that you don't realise how high calorie the snacks are that you're having, in which case you can just change those that might be all, all you need to do you may not need to worry too much about your meals and everything it may just be a case of just literally cut that down and there yeah. you go you've got a, yeah got your goal but for other people it might be looking at the calories as a whole and looking at all of your meals and everything together absolutely yeah. it, it, you need it, to kind of track it first to get that yeah. idea and it also gives you a baseline it gives you a starting point so if you don't know where your starting point is you don't know where to go or what to change to do it absolutely uh, some of you were asking me about the whole weighing thing. So if you are after fat loss, I'd say the weighing thing can be, and it could be a handy tool, but don't take it as this is uh, fat and this is muscle loss because you don't know. Uh, no. So it has got to eventually go down if you're doing fat loss at some point. It might take a while, but it has got to. This is why we encourage to take measurements or using dress clothes or pictures to check how things are going. So it could be after six weeks, you don't have any zero weight loss, but your body shape's change. You've lost a couple of inches or you just look a bit firmer, a bit more fit and you just feel better in yourself. But if you're going to use scales, personally, don't do once a week. If you're going to do once a week, just get rid of them then. It's just no point. Yeah. Especially females, because your weight's just going to go like this. It's going to fluctuate like hell. So I would personally... Uh, if you're going to do it, along with doing your calories, to know if you're in a calorie deficit, this is where it's handy. Weigh yourself every day for seven days, for example, or at least three to seven days. You need at least three days to get an average. Um, weigh yourself under the similar circumstances, so in the morning maybe, after you've been toilet, just do it straight away, because most people keep them in the bathroom. Um, note it down, the date and everything, and then do the same for the next seven days. And then add it up and divide it by seven to give you an average. Preferably... Yeah. Using kilograms, by the way, instead of stone, because stone's a bit of a nightmare. Buddy, work with a calculator. I've noticed as well. Kilograms, you have like say mine will fluctuate from like fifty five point one to fifty six point one. That's how much fluctuations my weight does. Um, because of water, if you need toilet, have a salty meal. It's not if you get put a bit of weight on the next day. It, I guarantee, it won't be fat. It doesn't come on overnight. It gradually comes on. So when people say, I'll oh, put a stone on every year, do you put that on overnight? No, it's very, very gradual. Yeah. But a stone in 12 months. And that's the problem with people starting things on a Monday, weighing themselves on a Monday. You're heavier. On a weekend where you've probably had more. Yeah. You will be heavier, but then weigh yourself again on the Wednesday and it will be all gone. And that's why you need to do your averages. Uh, yeah. It's the same after Christmas when people like going to the new year and say they just went back to normal daily life before Christmas, which a lot of my clients have done before. No one gains weight. 
they put a little bit on after Christmas because they're just fuller and full of more food. Yeah. But as soon as they go back to normal, they're kind of back to where they were just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, unless they went really ridiculous, which I've had the odd one do that. But again, we just got back into better habits. And after two weeks of going back to what they're doing, they got back to where they were. It wasn't really an issue. Um, and that's what we're going to be prepping you for, guys, because a lot of you might be a bit worried about that. So we're going to be covering that over the next six weeks. Uh, which is why, again, with these non-negotiables, hopefully you can carry some of them into Christmas, you see. Uh, that'll be the idea. Or just read exactly, your yeah. on what you want to do. So make yeah. sure you set what's achievable. So me and Kate there, obviously, just give you an idea. Like You, you can't say I'm going to drop a dress size because you don't know. It might be your head that way and keep heading that way into the new year. That's fine. So it might be because I, I dress size is so variant now, isn't it? I don't know how many inches it is between each dress size for females because it's an absolute nightmare. Men are a bit different, so we've got a guy in this group, so they're all inches, so they're really easy. They work that way instead of like us and bloody dress size. So it might be, say, you lose an inch off your hips, uh, but when you put the clothing on you want to put on, like the dress size down, it might still not fit, but it's getting there, yeah. and that's okay. So don't beat yourself up if you don't get to that goal. It could be, I'd like to drop a dress size, um, but just don't put a time on it. You just want to head that yeah. way because it's just more achievable. Yeah, see what you can achieve in the in the six weeks. Yeah. Let's be honest, if you do manage to achieve that in the six weeks, then there's a good chance you might not be able to carry on with it. Yeah, depending on where your starting point more, was. Yeah, not yeah. sustainable. If it is, brilliant. Yeah. But there is that danger if you kind of set that goal and, for example, drop your calories too yeah. low or, you know, it, it, Yeah, it's like kind of carry on this. Just, yeah. yeah. Because the main thing is with why we say make sure it's achievable and make sure whatever you set out, you can do consistently and repeat because it's all down to your adherence. People think they get results from motivation. It's not. It's people get uh, results. No, sorry. Don't get results through motivation. They get results through adherence, through being able to yeah. do things all the time, being disciplined to do whatever they're doing all the time. Like this, like Friday just got on. I'll be honest, me and Kate, for some reason, we felt a bit, a bit off about going to the gym, didn't we? We got a bit comfortable and cosy in the house. Yeah. But we went for a walk, <laughs> didn't we? Pump us up a little bit. And actually had a really, like a really good gym session. I didn't think it was going to be very good, but we actually had a very <laughs> good session. But because we're so in the habit of just going, even if we think we're yeah. going to do shit, we still go. <laughs> mm. uh, unless we're not very Absolutely. well. Unless one of us isn't very well, then obviously we don't do that. Um, but if it's just a case, we just feel a bit, uh, we'll just go and see what happens. Yeah. Because you can still achieve something, can't yeah. you? Even if you've just done your workout, even if you haven't. Yeah. I'm just you know, happy to do it sometimes. Achieve the progressive overload or anything like that. You've yeah. done it. But so we actually um, did really well, didn't we? We actually went up on everything and had a good session. Yeah. Uh, so that's the main thing, guys. You've got to just make sure whatever you're going to do, whatever your goal is, you can adhere to your set non negotiables or essentials, as Kate was saying, and you can do your weekly goals on a no, it doesn't always have to be consistent, but on a majority of the time you are doing that. It's like daily, um, daily non-negotiables. There's going to be times where you can only do one because of life, and that's okay. So the next day, try and make sure you do two or three. Just don't have two bad yeah. days on the trot. You know, you have some days when you're more optimal, and some days where you can't be as optimal, so you're suboptimal. Mm. So you're not off track, you're just not up here like you normally are, but you're still on track, you're just down here for now, and that's okay. Yeah, and there's a good chance that if you aren't able to consistently achieve your daily non-negotiables then there's a chance that they're possibly the wrong ones yeah it could be that for that anything moment. you're doing or not doing so i yeah. think it's worth if that is the case looking mm -hmm. at re-looking at your non-negotiables and just seeing whether actually they are achievable and in line with your sort of lifestyle yeah 
One goal we don't want to see as a non-negotiable is I'm going to work out every day. We don't want to see that. You should not be training every day. <laughs> you're not properly training if, you, if you're able to work out every day. Um, so make sure you're setting goals for like training and working out. Uh, again, set something you could do every week for definite. I have clients going, oh, I'd like to do three days a week. But say they've got kids, they've got a full-time job. And I'm like, well, it's not actually achievable right now, is it? I'm like, look, I've seen, I've seen your track record. You've only been doing two a week, so let's just stick with two a week. That is okay. You can still get good results from that because that's only 5% of your day anyway. Exactly, so, yeah. You know, because uh, I don't see workouts as burning calories either. They should be training. It should be for health. It should be for your heart. For calories, it's going to be, which obviously one of your active goals this week is to set a step goal. It's going to be down to your your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So basically the things you do every day, like me sitting here fidgeting with my hands when I talk I'm very animated. Um, after I've come off this uh, like this live, uh, you know, I'm going to go do a little bit of a task. Uh, we're going to walk to the gym, me and Kate are. So that's part of so the driving there. It's our normal commute, but we're just choosing to walk to so the drive. It's not anything extra on top of your day. You just work it within your lifestyle and you just see that as just general movement. But that's one of the main things to look at when it comes to helping with sustaining fat loss and health um and obviously it's definitely yeah it's definitely worth thinking about the general movement side of things because i think people still think that they've got to go for a long old walk they've got to take you know an hour or however yeah. long out of their day to you know to go walking well you don't you can have 10 minutes here and there and you'd be surprised how the how the steps add up yeah absolutely so that's what we mean with your step go- uh, setting your step goal for this week is your active goal. Set something that you could ideally keep doing over the next six weeks or it might be there is a step goal you want to aim for, but you're not there yet. It's not achievable right now. So set something new you can achieve now. If it needs to be a bit challenging because it's less than 7,000 steps, I would say you want to definitely work towards that or base. I mean, I've got some clients who could barely do three, 4,000 just because of the job. Like I say paramedics, they're in a, uh, a van all shift so there's no way especially doing night shifts you know the steps are a bit over the place so I, I normally give them like a week total goal which you could do some like you do for calories so if you find you can't hit a daily minimum step goal it's a bit demoralizing i would say just set a goal as being able to get out for a walk every day doesn't matter how long you just go out for some fresh air which is good for your sleep because of the again helps with melatonin being produced in your body which helps you sleep um and vitamin D, of course, for the body because we're malnourished this time of year. So I normally set them to do that. And then I say to them, this is your weekly step goal. So some days we'll be able to do more. So it'll, it'll accumulate yeah. that way. So you can do it that way. But ideally, the human body is designed to move often. So if you are in a position where you can get up and move about, like I can because I'm self-employed, so I can get up and move about in between my job when I'm working from home. But I know some people can't. If they can't, they can't. You best do a week go- a week step goal like we're asking you to do this week. But if you're like me yeah. and Kate, you could easily set a daily step goal, which mine, I have to hit at least 7,500 every day, at least minimum. That's my minimum target. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've covered about being what's achievable. So if you're not sure but it is achieved what you set, you can message me and Kate. You can yeah. drop a message in the group or email the NK projects at the nagpersaltrainer.com was.co.uk.co.uk um or you can like i say some of you got mine and kate's number because you're clients of ours and you can message us that's not a problem as well yeah you can catch it yeah like we're saying once you try and work it sort of backwards yeah you'll hopefully realize what is achievable and what isn't but yeah yeah it's still worth asking us if you aren't sure 
Yeah, absolutely. Because we don't need to get halfway through and then get deflated because you there's just no way it's going to happen. Then messages. I mean, all but all of you have been assigned to me or Kate as well. So when you do your first check in this Sunday. Uh, you'll realise if you've got me or Kate. So if you want to just check in with one of us individually, that's fine. Just address it to us. We have got access to the same email, so we can cross over to check on each other's clients as well. Because um, we are working as a team to make sure everyone's getting the best uh, support and guidance throughout. Because um, me and Kate do correspond amongst ourselves to just get second opinions sometimes, make sure you know, it sounds all right. Yeah, we're but we're all interested in what everyone else is doing as well. Aren't yeah. We want to know everyone's going yeah, well. Make sure they're okay. But uh, yeah. you are assigned to either me or Kate as well, so at least you're getting the same person giving you the same giving you feedback. We know where you're at, so we're going to be checking that. Um, obviously, calorie calculations. If you go into the uh, guidebook, as Kate said, you can check that. And now I'm going to go into that a bit more in a bit because we've got uh, a bit of a Q and A at the end. And someone's asked about that. I was going to say we have actually we'll come on to one of those. We'll have a focus point on that. Yes, we, we are. Well. Yeah. That is in one of the weeks as well. Now, Kate was asking me just before we come live about, I said about setting a range for what you can achieve. The reason I say this sometimes, like say, yes, I'm going for a 55k 10 rep squat, but obviously, as, as Kate said before, what if you put weight on? Uh, and I said, I'll just do more. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Um, but I'm just basing on what my average is. So I'm checking my averages at the moment each week. Uh, each week um but what i mean by range like say calories i sometimes set a calorie range for clients to do so say for example uh, if your fat loss goal is say 2000 a day it's telling you that on the uh, calorie um calculator that we sent you and you're a bit like well some weeks i might be going out and some weeks where i can do i'm probably less so what you could do is change that to maybe 1800 on some weeks if you're doing fat loss this is on the weeks where you know you can do you've got really nothing on and on the weeks where it's going to be a bit more, you know, going out and stuff, you'll have that leeway. So you could do over a month, basically, your calories, to be honest. So you get you higher and lower weeks. Right. Yeah. yeah, you can do it that way. So what you could do is literally look at your calendar for the next six weeks and see where you need higher weeks and where you need mm. lower weeks. So some weeks it could be around 12,500 to 13,000. sucks for girls, doesn't it? Because men, it's way more. <laughs> so say Rob, who's in the group, he could easily get away with like 2,000 plus for a deficit. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot easier for guys, I'm afraid, girls. So do bear that in mind. Your fat loss, if you're doing that one, won't be as linear as males because of your hormones. Yeah. And to how um, our makeup is, our BMR, our basal metabolic rate. So you can do it that way. And then... It's say over a monthly basis, for example, say your deficit was maybe 2,000, you could do 14,000 times by four, say on average it's four weeks a month, isn't it? So you could roughly set a month goal, so you could have like lower, yeah. lower weeks, higher weeks, because that's how weight gain happens, is that way around. It's just you'll have like maybe very, very high weeks, a couple of lower yeah. weeks, and people go, oh, I barely it's basically, eat. yeah, it's, it's down to what you do consistently. Majority of so the time. one week of going over your calories is yeah. not going to... And that's why you shouldn't stress about Christmas. Well, exactly. Yeah. Unless you can eat like that every week. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, there, you know, there have been clients when I've said that, you know, during the, the month that on the lead up to having a period, she would go back to maintenance calories. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just a struggle to do anything other than that. And then for the other three weeks, it's, you know, back down to a calorie deficit. So yeah, absolutely. Things like that can be used as well. Yeah. And again, we'll cover that a bit more in calorie week because um, it's a massive subject that, especially yeah. for female fat yeah. loss compared to male. Also, we have got a male who's in the group. Um, he is very experienced. He does know the drill. Um, 
so his will be more linear, but also when we explain the calorie week, uh, we will explain why menopause, uh, or if you're perimenopausal, or you're not menopausal, uh, we will explain why fluctuations and adjusting your calories based on how you feel, and yeah. diet breaks as well, we'll bring that up, because I, I, I think for females particularly, it's very handy, because from a psychological point of view, when we say diet break, we mean go back to maintenance, which is what we do for females yeah. who are struggling with their period, or if you are menopausal, and you just feel like you're struggling to recover because normally your stress hormone's higher. So you may need yeah. a week of just doing maintenance calories uh, as well. So we will be talking more about that. If you have got questions specific about that, please let us know as well. You can send an email yeah. to us or message me. I think me the bottom page. line is that obviously some people may have already worked out their calories. So I think what we're sort of trying to say is that don't immediately think, oh God, for the next six weeks, I've got to be on x amount of calories yeah. there are ways to work with it yeah like nat just said wait you know your weekly your monthly going back to maintenance yeah. in one week you know so there are so don't sort of look at it now if you've worked out your calories now and thinking oh i'm really not sure i can do that then yeah. you will be able to we will help you with yeah that. absolutely we're not going to put you on a thousand calorie diet anyway no no one should be on just a thousand calories a day unless no. like you're really small and you're over 60 and don't move yeah. it's not gonna happen but everyone in this group wants to be more active and fitter so no one should be below even 1500 really ideally um right so yeah we'll talk about calorie calculation but we'll go more into detail about that so yeah using the booklet to help you a lot of you might want to start doing that this week and like i said maybe using the daily weigh-in alongside that to see if you're in a deficit or maintenance um but you'll need two or three weeks maybe even four weeks of data with that so even after the six-week uh, challenge, you may be still continuing onwards once you've worked out. It's pretty much if you are in a deficit, your weight should gradually come down or your inches will and your weight stays the same. So that's how you know. But you've got to be consistent over the weeks of doing your calories to work out. So if one week it's you've had 15,000 15, and another week you have 14,000, you're not going to know that's right. So you need to be consistent for two weeks on the calories you think you should be on. So you have got to be your own experiment. Um, yeah. So what we might do, if you, we find people struggle with their daily non-negotiables, we're not going to do it yet, we're going to see how you get on, but we find people do struggle, we may do a week where we get you to do a daily check-in, a bit like the seven-day power-up, uh, just to make sure you're doing it, to make sure you're taking action doing those daily non-negotiables. Most of the time, you, when we've done these groups, people have done pretty well in non-negotiables, but yeah. if we feel like people need to kick up the arse, we'll do it to help yeah. it's for your benefit so we are looking into yeah, that basically gets you yeah it basically gets you focusing on it doesn't it i mean yeah. the um checking sheets that you'll receive every week as well they will ask you each time what your goals are so every week when you do your checking you will be putting in what your what your six week goal is your weekly and your daily so we're not saying that any of those need to change we're just doing it to sort of reinforce yeah what you're doing really. yeah it's to make sure you take an action you can plan it all you yeah. want you can write the perfect plan but unless you actually take action whether it's perfect yeah. or not, which we're not after perfect, you're never going to progress forward. You just got to just do it the best you can under the circumstances you're in. Um, you know, work with what you can. So yeah. next one we're looking at, which I've written in the guidebook and Kate's written up in the focus point, is about a morning and evening routine. So we're looking into that as well. What it is, um, I've been doing a bit of research on like mindset and setting people into a better place. I think, and basically the idea is you have a morning routine which helps set you up for the day. So it could be something as simple as my morning routine is I drink at least 500 ml of water before I have coffee. It's just something I'm in the habit of doing. Um, it's something I set myself up years ago. I didn't realise how much it sets me up for the day. 
so that's my thing and then i have a coffee because i love a coffee which i'm sure a lot of you guys do um i try not to I, this is something again i'm setting up for myself i'm not going to look at my phone till six o'clock i must get dressed and have my breakfast before i even look at my phone because it's very distracting uh i can't focus very well I, you know like replying back to clients um so because i'm up at r5 <laughs> so yeah ideally i want to make sure i've had my breakfast and dressed and you know washed everything before i even consider looking at my phone for the day it's more just check if you know obviously if clients are cancelled or need to rearrange that morning or they're asking me something um but yeah that's my new, little extra negotiable i've got to look at as well so set that morning routine so you set your day right and you haven't got i mean i don't do this every day anymore but i used during lockdown particularly this kept me sane was going for a walk first thing in the morning as well that just set my routine up for the day you don't have to do that um, no i think it's, it's basically about what works for you doesn't yeah. it Cause... i've got some clients who say work in high stress jobs so i set them this sort of goal like doing a morning and evening routine so one of them she she's a high school teacher so what she does she gets up in the morning and i give her a choice of basically a variation of things she can do so she still does the wash and the coffee because she likes doing that as well then she has to either, she does 10 minutes of relaxation, but just literally sitting and doing proper fuck all, as you call it, Kate. Proper fuck, <laughs> proper all, fuck yeah. all. So sit there, no phone, no music, just let thoughts pass through you. Let your body just process your awake and where you are. You like your coffee, cool. you can sip and drink your coffee or your water if you want, and then continue your day. She either does that or she does like some sun salutations from yoga, because again, just sets her breathing up. Uh, she'll struggle with a medical condition, which can make her feel very. Um, hypo so basically faint <laughs> so it gets mm. the blood pressure up or she goes for a 10 minute walk that's it just something so basically yeah. she does 10 minutes of something to set a mindset up for the day so yeah. we'd I like to do yeah i think the um i mean i think i write it on there about um even if you're just stepping outside for fresh air yeah. in the morning something as simple as that um, i must admit that's something that i i'm going to try and do i know okay i like it i like it yeah yeah, because I think I was just—I don't always get out for a walk first thing, because I tend to sort of want to get into work, you know, looking at what I'm doing for the yeah. day and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. But I think even just stepping outside—sometimes I do anyway because you know we're letting the dog. Yeah, out yeah of course. Time, just to do it for your own yeah. good rather than for any other reason. It it just sets your mindset for the day, time. yeah. Especially if you've got young yeah. children. There's something I was uh, listening to the other day. Um, I think it was one of the Chloe Madeley podcasts. And she had a guest on. And I think was it Chloe Made or can't remember it was maybe yeah i think it was and this lady basically um she had a great tip she had a very busy job she's got young children uh when i say busy job, she ran her own business what she would do is get up before a little bit earlier so she could mentally sort herself out before sorting the kids out and all the food so she, even just 15 minutes that's all she does what she does mm. with the clients because she's a life coach she would just get up 10 15 minutes earlier before getting up your alarm goes off you've got to go get the kids up it's all like your heart rate's gone from this to this and that's set mm. her morning routine off and she found uh it was just less stressful um yeah. she was ready for it if that makes sense mentally so it's kind of like mentally preparing yourself for the day so we'd like to pick a morning routine which just mentally pre uh, prepares you for the day you know it could be just 10 minutes or something you do for yourself just get a little bit early if you need to to make more time um just to yeah, settle even, yeah, yeah, even like you say, if it's just to have 10 minutes just sitting there drinking your coffee in silence yeah. before everyone else starts running yeah. around. Kind of collect you. yourself and check in with yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, of course, finish on a good evening as well. So if you had a really shit day, right, so you start in the morning all right, some shit might have happened, but you're like, no, I can I can do this, it's okay. But then you might 
weigh on you for the rest of the day that might happen so having that evening routine so even i've got a routine that's set up so um you know we watch something in the evening the only thing i'm going to change is getting off my phone for scrolling after eight o'clock so that's the only thing i need to adjust on mine and a lot of people may agree with that one it's quite a common one just sit there mindlessly scrolling yeah. there's nothing wrong with doing that but i think in the evening it's too much information and it struggles with your sleep then so you want to find ways to help you relax with sleep um so things like having low lights we don't have any big lights on the house big lights is that north is that, is that north or just english <laughs> put a bit light on um so we have low lit lamps, we have candles on, we just put like a series on or something, just watch an episode. We always go up for about nine-ish, me and my missus do, because we, we're, we're just old now, we're over 30 and like getting bed early. Um, <laughs> but we, or again, we have little fairy lights on the room for reading to. Or if we're tired enough, we just go to sleep, but we don't have the tally on the room and nothing like that. That's our set routine. And I, on my whiteboard, before I finish off the work, I write down next day's tasks. So it's there, done, out the way. Some of you might write a list before, some of you might journal. Uh, gratitude journals are becoming big now. And I think because of the yeah. mental thing, it sounds a bit cheesy, but I get where they're coming from. You're always going to point out the one negative thing for the day and let that ruin your day. But if you can think of five small things that made your day like good, like five yes. minutes, it can change your perception. Because mental illness, not saying it always is, but it can be a perception of life and it can just change yeah. your perception for the day. I think with the journaling, even if it is just writing down three good things that have happened yeah. today they don't have to be big things they can be little things if you do that consistently it really it does actually yeah. work i think you struggle with your yeah. ma- with a mindset point of view and say you're struggling with like say stress eating and all that sort of thing i think it's another good tactic to maybe help like with that yeah. um yeah or- i think it's just natural isn't it, to think oh god this happened today that happened today and you know yeah. whereas i think if you sit there and just focus on the good things that happened and like you say, a good thing is noting down what you're doing the next day. Like I will always look in my diary and make sure I know and think, right, I'm doing this, this, this and this tomorrow. So Absolutely. I'm not, don't sort of wake up in the night going, oh, God, have I forgotten something? What am I doing? You know, yeah. it's just preparing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I used to do when, you know, like it's kind of like I do with the kids, actually. Like, well, when they were little, it was like I used to get out their uniform for them and do yeah, this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Preparation. Yeah, even like, prepare the evening for the how next many, day. How often do you actually do that yeah. for yourself? Like, no, I like that. I never thought of that with the evening routine. So, yeah, kind of having that, you know, 15 minutes just to pre-prepare for the next day so you're not rushing around like a lunatic in the morning. Yeah. And it's that, sat- yeah, that's, I love this word, satisfaction. Kate thought it wasn't weird, but it is. <laughs> uh, we dictionaried it. Um, that satisfaction of... It's just done, and you can get up, and you, you kind of smug that it's done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I do. I have that, the yeah. advantage. I have the advantage of the lounge being up on the middle floor, so everything we do, kind of downstairs in the kitchen or whatever, is that. So by the time I go upstairs into the lounge, that's it. Everything it's switch off. Yeah, I'm not working anymore. I'm not doing anything. It's like everything's done. It needs to be done for the next day. Yeah, it's quite satisfying, isn't it? It is, um, yeah. You know, I do it on a Sunday. So, well, Friday, I do a lot in advance ready for work on Monday. So on Sunday, I'm not yeah. stressing. So you to get that nervous energy before, as we do, mm. all do, that Monday nerve. Even if you like your job, you just do. So, like, I have my whiteboard yeah. ready. I've got, I know what clients have got, my programmes on my phones. I check they're all set up ready. Uh, if there's any kit I've got to take, that's out again. We've got a spare room, yeah. so I've got wake stuff up. So I put all stuff out i say yoga on a first i got my yoga mat out ready i've got my plan and my booklet there ready to pack away as i go um the spare music speaker just in case the speaker plays up you know it's that preparation because it just stops you worrying mm. at night and you you finish your day on a, on a high do you know what i mean even if you have a crap day yeah. you're like i'm organized for tomorrow i'm gonna smash tomorrow 
So we would like you to set up a morning and evening routine. Has it got to be big? We've just mentioned normal things there. That's all we're asking for. Um, as we always say, now people say that I'm going to get on with calories with this in a minute. Explains an example. In fact, I'll answer this question now. So someone said about the calorie calculator. It says it should be this much of calories a day for my calorie deficit. So I'd say, say for example, it set their deficit for I think it's twenty seven hundred. So because it's based on your height and weight, uh, and it is based on general population. Um, and basically, they're worried if they eat that much, they'll gain weight. Now, the thing with calorie calculators is a few things to notice. Why the daily weigh-in is handy to know if you're in a calorie deficit or not, and if you're actually tracking close enough. Um, you do have to go with exact what that says. Sometimes, even me as a PT for years, I've just pulled a figure out the air and said, experiment with this for me and let's see if it works. Because I roughly know what a female male needs. And sometimes a calorie calculator is nowhere near what that person needs or it's too much what they need. That is true because there are estimations because they're based on general population. And all you're going to put in is your height, your weight, your age and how active you are. Um, so you just got to get it as close as you can. So this person, it, like I said, it was way over 2,000. And I said, if I'm honest with you, most people feel, feel very satisfied on about 2,000 calories. So you don't have to eat 2,700. You could eat 2,000. But then some of you might say, well, 2,000 is my deficit. I think that's too much. You'd be very surprised actually how much you can get away with. And this is what I'm going to say to you when it comes yeah. to calories. Get away with as much as possible. Yes. If you can get away with eating more calories and get results, fucking do it. <laughs> because food, because yeah, food is right. life. Mint pies right now are life because slow gym mint pies are back out in Aldi, guys, just so you know. Um, this is part of the reason why, why we say about tracking. Yeah. You know, at least do it for a week or two weeks because, you know, you might sit there and think, well, if I eat that much, I've got weight, you know, but it's a case of, once again, unless you know your baseline and where you're starting from. Yeah. It's a bit and, difficult, but and, yeah. Yeah. The reason we say get away as much as possible, because of worst come, if it's not working, you can just drop your calories a little bit. Whereas you start very low in calories, how much more are you gonna drop? Mm. And it might be you're not tra- it might not you're not tracking accurately accurately enough as well. That's which we'll cover in calorie week. It's a, again it's a big subject to cover. So I'd say with that, if it's if you're female and it's spitting out say and say something like 2,300, 2,700 for like a deficit. So that's, you know, it's worked out your maintenance. It's quite high, you know, because based on your height and weight, the heavier you are and the taller you are as well. And depending on how young you are, it will spit up probably a high calorie range than say what mine is or Kate's is. So females generally, I would say, if it's anything over 2,000, over 2000 then sit at 2,000, go for 14,000 a week and just see what happens over the next couple of weeks. I understand if you want to do low the first week, but just bear in mind, it might not be satisfying enough. You've got to think, can I do this for the rest of my life? Can I adhere mm. to 1,500 calories, say, for example, over towards Christmas? Probably not. And then you give your peed off that you've gone over and think you're going to get fat, which doesn't work like that. So I would say work at the upper range, you know, maximum 5%, 10% off your maintenance. And what I say, if on the calorie calculator, it's saying it's quite high because it might just based on your height and weight. You know, 2,000 is normally a good, just a ballpoint figure just to try out. Use the daily weigh-in to see if that's working for you over these next few weeks and take measurements uh, to track your progress to see how it works for you. And if you find you're getting results on 2,000 calories, crack on because they're good calories. Huh. It's decent. Yeah. We're, not, we're always going to say get away as much as possible. Yeah. But the last thing we'll do is want you to reduce your calories actually even lower. We actually try not to. 
uh, because life and food is life. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope that answers that question. Getting away with as much as possible. Uh, this is the same with training. Get away with as minimum as possible. So we always say at least two to three days a week of resistance training, ideally. So weights, bands, body weights. Um, it could be a class with resistance training, but ideally you want something you can progressive overload with, which we'll go into more detail another week because it's, again, a big subject. Um, but again, you don't have to train six days a week. You'd have to train seven days a week. You know, me and Kate, we do three resistant training days. Kate does kit boxercise on Tuesday. I do a kit boxercise by the actual martial art. I go swimming on a Sunday, but I sometimes I go paddle boarding, but that's just more just leisure. I don't really see it as a what you enjoy doing, yeah. No, nah, not really a workout. It's just something to get my heart rate going. I just enjoy doing it. I'll Probably go for a walk. Actually. Yeah. Um, so this is why we always say why cutting and banning may not work for people, uh, which is why, yeah. again, we prefer you to ideally calorie track or write down a meal plan. Um, we're not a big fan of it. Yes, if you cut your carbs, it will cut a massive chunk of your calories. But if you like carbohydrates and dead on, you get into calorie tracking just for a couple of weeks and fit it in your goal. If you like potatoes, you like bread, you like pasta, and you're not going to ever cut it out your life for good, unless you just don't like them, fair enough. But it's just not very sustainable. Again, with Christmas coming up, who wants to miss out on like Christmas market food? Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, yeah cutting out a whole food group mm. is, is going to be tough. Yeah, I, I think personally. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so I think on the calorie calculation as well, it suggests two different macro splits and macronutrients, which is fats, carbs and protein, which again, we'll go through more detail in the calorie one. Uh, but I prefer the higher carb one because we're Westerners and that's what most our diet is. If I'm dead mm. honest with you. Um, and I notice people are more adherent to having the higher carb one so 40 carb 30 fat 30 protein i think yeah. that's more preferable you don't have to aim for the perfect split guys just close as you can no yeah. it's if you get a perfect split it's very satisfying when you do hit it just from a numbers <laughs> just from a figures point of view it is it's like a bit of an ocd isn't it um but don't stress if you don't hit bang yeah, on you just, just get as close just as you can focus on your calories and your protein and yeah and a lot of you will if you're not used to it already will struggle with the protein side of things to start with because you're not used to doing it. But again, we'll cover that next few weeks. We'd rather just get your goals set for now. You can set yeah. at least your calories. You can at least set your macros. Uh, you can start meal planning a little bit. To get into, I've put some recipes in the back of the guidebook this time as well, which I haven't done before, just to give you something to work <laughs> at. And if you go onto my Instagram or Facebook, every Saturday I put a new recipe up. Or I bring up one I haven't brought up for years. So keep a look out for there. I macro them. You can see the recipe, the ingredients. Have a look on there. Or if you get really stuck, let me and Kate know. And we'll send you links where we get ours from. Normally, yes. either I'd make my own up because I'm getting better at doing it. <laughs> um, BBC Good Food. Scott Baptist Good. You can download a lot of his. He does a lot of slow cooker ones, which I like personally, especially for prepping. Uh, now Kirkland uh, slash The Good Bite. Uh, who else do I use? I use a lot of Jamie Oliver. I just switch his round a little bit. Who else do we use, Kate? Uh, fitness Chef. Fitness Chef. And his books are good, aren't they? Because you've got some... It's good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for recipes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, another quick question. Someone says, should you have breakfast? In this group, right, my opinions change over the past six months on breakfast. Now, if... Ideally, you want three meals a day at least to get your protein intake. If you are active and want to do resistance training and want to sustain fat loss and you love breakfast, even if you don't like it till later, so if you're not hungry first thing, don't eat first thing, just wait till later. Yeah. 
um because some people will have breakfast for the sake of it like a cereal bar or something or breakfast biscuits which are just biscuits and then they feel hungry now later and start snacking through the morning but yeah. for getting your protein in it is easy to have free meals because you think 25 to 30 grams a meal that would be 75 to 90 grams of protein a day yeah, I think from a protein point of view, it definitely works to yeah. have breakfast. But I think bottom line is it's probably a, a preference thing if you can yeah. go through till lunchtime. Yeah, like you know, then you just you're just not hungry. hungry. Yeah, yeah. Then that you know that's a way of creating a calorie yeah. deficit. But what I do you with know, a lot of clients on that because they do ideally want to have protein every four or so hours, especially with weight yeah. training, because of the muscle protein synthesis. Because a lot of you need won't be active, and actually, if you want body fat loss and you want to get toned that word um you want to build muscle basically that's what Tony is. yeah um you need <laughs> muscle protein synthesis which is going to be weight training and hitting your protein but ideally yeah. you won't be having protein every meal to actually really optimize you do yeah uh, it's and if you're training you don't want to be yeah. training fasted or anything no it's basically like to that. saturate don't the muscles with um, uh, amino acids so which are your building blocks of cells but not only the important for muscle it's for your skin hair nails teeth it's your whole body. Yeah. Again, it's a big subject. We'll bring it up in the calorie week because I could go on about yeah. that. Uh, but I would say pairs with breakfast. If you don't generally just do not feel hungry till lunchtime or dinner time, as I call it, because that's what actually is breakfast dinner tea. Um, uh, one of my clients, she just has a protein shake about 11 o'clock, which is fine if you're mm. going to do that. And then now we're so late, then she'll have a, pr- a first meal, proper meal of the day. So you can do yeah. that, guys. That's fine. If you just generally feel sicky until about... Because some people do feel a bit sicky on uh, eating yeah. uh, breakfast for, in the morning. And that's fine because everyone's just different. I'm starving first thing, so I eat first thing. That's just my so am I. I'm all right, yeah. Yeah, I'm there with my two oat cakes. I'm all good. <laughs> um, remember, when it comes to whatever you do, taking action is more important than perfection. Don't wait for the right moment. If you have a day where it's really shit, that doesn't mean you have to fuck up the next day and the day after. Have a better no. day the next day. Uh, and you don't have to blow all of your goals. There's always one thing you can work on, which Kate always uh, mentions, don't you, about there's always something you can do. There's always something you can work towards, yeah. And it's like, you know, don't just jump into the fuck it bucket, yeah. which is easily done. It's like, oh, sod this. You know, it's very mm-hmm. easy to then go, oh, well, forget all of this. I can't do this. It's Christmas. I'll do it in the new year. Fuck it, it's Christmas. <laughs> We don't mind, yeah, exactly. do you know what I mean? No, that's, yeah, that's absolutely we'll fine. We'll explain but... between Christmas and New York, it's literally seven days, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. And if you do fuck it, it's Christmas, it's fine. Because after a week or two getting back to normal habits, you'll probably be back to where you were before then, which is fine. Exactly. Which we'll explain that in the final week. We'll, you know, we'll, we're trying to establish things now that you can keep going with drawing uh, and that mindset for it as well. So lastly, uh, also I covered the question about the calorie calculator, but the last one was, do you do meal plans? Big fat no, uh, because we're not qualified, because you have to be a dietitian. So if you get someone prescribing a diet plan to stick to, technically you should be doing it. But because it's it's such a grey area, because like say being a nutritionalist, which me and Kate are nutritionally qualified as nutrition consultants through personal training, that's what we qualify as. So we can give you macros, calories, meal suggestions. We can put recipes and stuff out. We can do a recipe book. We're allowed to do that because we're not prescribing you a diet that you must eat chicken and rice and oats and water and have a protein shake and five egg white omelette in the evening. Um, Because one, it's cookie cutting. Not everyone can stick to that. Um, And it's just, I find most people find it too rigid. Some people might need that meal plan, perhaps, but I think just learning design your own, just literally write out what you get for breakfast, what you get yeah. for dinner, what you get for tea. I think, again, it's that it's that ad- adherence thing, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, I, I do understand that people want that 
<clears throat> sometimes they might need to start off yeah i get that yeah they want it they want the choice and the decision to be taken away from them and say well yeah. okay at least i know that what i mean they haven't got to think about it they've yeah. got to work out all this that and the other so i do get it from that point of view but it's like everything else the moment you don't have that real plan anymore. what do you do yeah what do you do you either go back to eating how you were before yeah um and yeah you, you're kind of back to square one so it doesn't work and i think yeah like you said now I think it's literally only a dietitian, isn't it? Yeah, a dietitian. They've done like yeah. a three-year degree. Um, so not even a nutritionist. No, we can't. A, no, and the amount of celebrities like because nutritionist is not protected as a qualification at the moment. But I think that will change the next coming years because of the the shit people put out on social media. Um, but just yeah. to finish off, there basically, we want we, we're here to guide you and support you, but we don't want to be holding your hand forever. Think like a driving instructor. It's like saying a drone should always there to make sure you're driving properly for the rest of your life after you pass. And it's the same. this is the same with personal training. Ideally, we want you to be able to understand macronutrients, understand how to create your own meals uh, or using recipes and understand what you need to be looking for. Understanding there's no such thing as good and bad foods, that you know, nutrition's not as black and white as that. Uh, understand how to be flexible. What to do if you do have a relapse. We basically give you all the tools so you wouldn't have to come back to us if you didn't want to. The only reason people come back to us sometimes is just to re-establish goals and habits and just a bit of accountability. And sometimes they just won't do it because they like to be part of something. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. what we want you. That's what we want you to get from this over the next six weeks. So as well as results or moving the right way, we want you to think like over Christmas and even in the new year. It's your first time doing the six weeks that you know what I've got quite a bit of knowledge to actually already put a lot of things in place. But if you mm-hmm. want to keep coming back to us on these six-week uh, challenges, by all means, come back to us because there is always something to learn. And it's just having someone there in your corner to make mm. sure you're okay, you're doing all right. But we're just like, it's like a bit of a reset as well, isn't yeah. it? It's a bit of a like, right, or a, not a reset, a refocus. Yeah, yeah. You know, and even me and Kate did out of our own programme yeah, and stuff. I think some people do it just to make sure that they are where they are, you know, where they want to be. I think it's just, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it's just being part of a group, isn't it? You know, that support yeah. and, and like-minded others, because it might be maybe your friendship groups don't have that, and that's understandable. Uh, so, you know, it's nice to surround yourself with like-minded others to share that journey with and, yes, you know, again, extra accountability. So we hope yeah. you enjoyed today. If there is any questions you have for us, you can uh, post it into the, obviously those who are part of the NK project, you can post it into the group. Um, and obviously this has been recorded as a podcast, so it's going to be posted out soon. So yeah, if you have any questions, you can send us an email to the NK project at the nagpersonaltrainer.co.uk uh, or you can go on Instagram or Facebook to look for the Nag Personal Trainer or KFIT. You can DM us and some of you obviously have got our numbers so you can just message us and we're happy to help you. Uh, yeah, make sure definitely. we... When you do check-ins, guys, ideally from this Sunday onwards, get it in before Wednesday midnight. Anything after that time, we don't reply back because we've got our one-to-ones and that's look after. It's just to make sure you're making sure you're doing it, you're on it as well. And as long as you check yeah. every week, you win a chance to win a prize as well because uh, we want to see, obviously, your progress, see your participation in the group and see actually you're progressing forward. So well, I mean, we've, I'm just going to say, with the check-in sheets, whilst... We will actually look at them. So whenever your check-in sheets comes in, yes, we will still yeah. look at them. Even yeah, we we'll still look at them. Wednesday. Yeah, we just may not be able to come back to you individually. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah, any questions, guys? Give us a shout and have an awesome day. Thanks very much, guys.